This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Stitch Fix and by Netgear. And speaking of ads, uh, it's basically a fact of life nowadays that in order to truly earn a living as a video content creator here on YouTube or live streaming over on Twitch, you need the kinds of sponsorships that we generally do, which are paid promotions. Mm. You can get pretty far with just the normal automatic ads that play during videos and streams, plus you know donations from viewers, but Paid promotions where a company pays you to personally promote their product can often mean the difference between doing YouTube or Twitch as a side hustle versus doing it as a career. And there's a good reason for this. People generally distrust or ignore typical ads, but when it's a content creator with a loyal fan base personally promoting something, that's probably going to be a lot more effective than a normal ad, and thus it also pays a hell of a lot more. Mm -hmm. Or at least it did, until Burger King figured out how to achieve the same thing at a fraction of the price. And it's honestly surprising that no other brand has done this uh, before. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's just like a, you know, a morally bankrupt yeah. thing, so they're just like, why would we do that? Mm-hmm. But uh, the reason it's is because, yeah, any other company would just be like, it's kind of scummy. And uh, it... Potentially illegal, yeah. especially in the in the United States. But mm-hmm. uh, well, like with most of these big companies, it's usually some ad executive or marketing company that comes up with it, and that's the the case here too. Uh, rather than waste time explaining this whole thing ourselves, let's just go ahead and play you the video that Burger King's ad agency Ogilvy shamelessly put together, explaining what they did. I just got a f- donation that was using the text of like an advert. I am so confused. Thanks for your stream, Pokey. You're so welcome. donated five bucks so I can say that on the Burger King app you can get a Whopper of small french fries and small drink for five dollars. Listen, are you going to sponsor me or not? Thanks for the five. Go to the closest Burger King drive through and get a great deal with the three dollars I just donated. So, so I'm going to go to the, the closest Burger King and I'm, I'm going to get a great deal on, with the three dollars you just donated. I wrote a poem for you. Here it goes. Yo, King, your donations are f***ing weird. Why 4, 99 and not 5? Because it sounds cheaper. You can get 40 piece chicken nuggets for under $5. Is that real? Have you already thought about the mini shake at Burger King for $1? You're making me hungry if that's what the point you're trying to make. I mean, now you're starting to make Burger King sound really good right now. I mean, my mouth is starting to get water. Hey, it's your favorite bot again. I'm like, oh, sorry, getting a burger. I'm going to Burger King sometime. Thank you so much for the King of the Street. Wow, they're real proud of themselves. They gave us all the clues. Mm -hmm. So yeah, basically Burger King abused the ability on a lot of Twitch channels to have a donation read out loud by text-to-speech to advertise their fast food offerings. A sponsored shout-out that would normally fetch bare minimum a couple hundred bucks or so is accomplished here by spending around $5 or less in some cases. Yeah. Uh, Your compensation for running a Burger King ad is literally just the cost of whatever Burger King meal you just promoted, except... Not even because Twitch, of course, gets a percentage of all the bits that they sell or Streamlabs gets a cut. Yeah. Uh, somebody's taking a little slice. But, it, 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 I mean, on the other hand, if Burger King ran, ran ads before your video on Twitch or whatever, you'd get, like, fractions of a penny. 
so it, it, it's very, very bad because you're literally using content creators for a shout out. But yeah, so yeah. On one hand, I mean, this is sort of dumb and silly. And hey, come on, you got a, you got a few bucks for doing literally nothing except have text to speech activated for bits donations. What's the problem? Well, this guy in the agency, the ad agency's own video actually sums it up pretty well. Listen, are you gonna sponsor me or not? So yeah, like we said, actual sponsorships can mean the difference between streaming as a hobby and streaming as a career. And the fact that Burger King has figured out how to do sponsorships for pocket change by abusing a system meant for fan interaction with no prior consent from the streamers uh, has understandably pissed off pretty much every streamer on Twitch. Uh, also, it sets a kind of scary precedent. I mean, everyone's just, oh, God, which brand is going to hit me next? I don't yeah. want to get too big on Twitch or else the brands are going to come attacking me. Brands are coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, like, because what if more brands decide to abandon their actual, like, brand partnerships in mm-hmm. favor of just spamming Twitch chats with $5 donations? certainly be a lot cheaper for them. Dude, imagine being like a moderately successful streamer and like the ex- the entirety of like a three-hour stream yeah, just, just non-stop brand just donations. Chats. Yeah, yeah, like it would it, it, it would be fucking horrible. Yeah. Turn that shit off. Yeah, and in, in fact, Burger King, they're not even the first ones to do something like this. Yeah. Uh, Cash App has been known to just randomly show up in stream chats and gift a bunch of subs as a form of advertisement. And it's like, cool, thanks yeah. for the free subs, but also... I didn't consent to do ads for Cash App. Yeah, I guess in that scenario, at least everybody kind of gets something. Like the people who get the gifted subs get like unlocked. It's still for the... fucking it annoying. Is, it is and weird. Yeah, Cash Apps. Cash Apps weird. They've they've really feel, filled like a weird niche too. In in like the between the Venmos and PayPal's of the yeah. world. Anyways, yeah, the reaction from streamers, big and small, was overwhelmingly negative. Yeah. Uh, here's some examples. A streamer, Weast, tweeted, This just happened to me a few weeks ago, and I thought it was a meme, and I ignored it, but holy shit, the fact that this is actually being used in an advertising case study is so tacky and unprofessional. Hard fucking pass on this shit. $5 to promote your multi-million dollar franchise? A slap in the face at best. Now, we should correct him. Burger King is a billion dollar company. Yes, yeah. I mean, maybe the franchises are million-dollar franchises, but this is a billion-dollar company mm-hmm. that did this ad campaign. Uh, streamer Co Carnage tweeted, This is exceptionally low class, taking advantage of a system meant to support these streamers, utilizing it for big-name companies that could easily afford to do it properly, and then bragging about it? Predatory marketing. Cool. And streamer Ann Munition... Great, great name. Great, great play, name. On, yeah. play on words. Yeah. Tweeted, I really despise when companies take advantage of my live content in order to push their ads without clearing it with me first or offering what I should be paid for the marketing, which is more than $5, I'm pretty sure. I encourage other companies not to be like this one. And, uh, yeah, a question a lot of people have is, is Burger King even allowed to do this? Like, are they violating Twitch's terms of service, for example? Well, as someone in the replies to Ogilvy's shameless tweet about the ad campaign, uh, as they pointed out, Twitch's TOS lists distributing unauthorized advertisements as something that you're not allowed to do in chat. Uh, others have also pointed out that, uh, among other potential legal issues, this type of advertising has the potential to cause a lot of trouble if a streamer is already sponsored by a brand that is a direct competitor to the brand that is using this kind of text-to-speech advertising. For example, like if you're sponsored by McDonald's, they're not going to be happy about you 
running Burger King ads in the middle of your streams, regardless of whether you have any control over that. Yeah. Uh, Kotaku reached out to Twitch to ask whether this kind of advertising is even allowed, and a spokesperson replied, We are always looking for opportunities to create innovative campaigns with leading brands. While we welcome creativity, we were not involved with this Burger King promotion. Our community is our priority, and we work to ensure our streamers come first with any brand we partner with. I mean, so that is one of the most incredible non-answers I have yeah. ever heard. Mm-hmm. Well uh, done. <laughs> that, uh, what it boils down to me is uh, they did not let Daddy have a taste. Yeah. So we are we are very upset, but we leave the door open for a future partnership with our uh, good friends at Burger King. They're not even upset. They're just like, yeah, we're aware of it. We weren't involved. Um, we care about you. Anyway, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, regardless of how Twitch feels about it, Is this kind of advertising even legal under FTC guidelines? Well, gaming website The Loadout asked Ryan Morrison, a.k.a. the video game attorney, uh, about this, and here's uh, some of what he said. This is getting advertising without paying for it, but the difference to the FTC and other governing bodies is that the streamer is not endorsing this product. Accepting a donation in text-to-speech is not the same as the person on the stream holding up a Whopper and saying, buy this, or having a panel on their stream. This is different. This is a donation, and the text-to-speech donations are constantly used for things that streamers don't support or understand. The legal question here is fairly simple. This was done through Streamlabs, and their terms of service is clear that using this feature for commercial purposes is not okay. You're not allowed to do it. So that's the end of the conversation in terms of, is this a breach of the terms of service agreement? Now, that doesn't mean it's illegal. That just means it's in violation of the terms of service for that website. Yeah, I mean, when I first saw this, I was just like, okay, well, any reasonable person, because that's the term you always have to use, Mm -hmm. because some people are fucking morons, and some people are lunatics, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. But a reasonable person would look at this and say, the streamers aren't at fault. Yeah. The, the, they're not the, involved. They don't, yeah. The large corporation who is using them, maybe we could go after them for something. But I h- highly doubt, highly doubt, and I hope that the FTC would, if this was a case, look at this and go, well, they're not at fault. But also... The world is bonkers these days, and I wouldn't be surprised if the FTC was like, well, okay, we're taking you to court for the the $2 that you owe us on this. Also, the FTC, like, it's basically, like, as we've seen on this show over the years, uh, if you're the first person to do something that probably should be illegal, you get away with it. Yeah, they they give you a little slap on the wrist. Yeah, if there's no precedent for something, the FTC is going to be like, all right, well, no one... No one's allowed to do this going forward, but you, you know, there wasn't a rule for it. Yeah, we could technically it's, ruin this entire company with, that starts with an M, but now they've given us a gift. No mm-hmm. other companies can do it because we've set a precedent with yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's the Airbud uh, defense. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing in the rule book that says uh, But now, we, thanks, thank you, actually. Now we can put it in the rule book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Video Game Attorney Man, he continues saying... I think if the streamer was endorsing it or forced to endorse it, there'd be a lot of different implications and problems there. And Burger King would be liable not only of breaching potential guidelines from the advertising bodies, but also tortious interference. What if the streamer is already sponsored by McDonald's or something like that? There's a plethora of legal issues and concerns and problems here that I can't imagine Burger King's in-house legal had a very happy Monday. <laughs> but this is not forcing the streamer to have a long-term donation button or a long-term platform or image on there. I don't think any other company on earth would try this after the negative reaction here. It's just not worth the hate, you know? The all press is good press is just not true. But hey, got the people talking, didn't it? sure it? did. Success. Yeah, I'm really craving a Whopper right now. So. I mean, it would have been actually pretty sweet if, like, Ammunition had a sponsor with McDonald's and then Burger King did this and then she just turned around and sued Burger King for millions of dollars? Yeah, or, I don't know, like, 
Hey, what? Burger King, how many fucking nuggets can I buy with this, bitch? Yeah, but I, I don't even know if she would have grounds to, like, that. It, this is, like, just so fucking weird. It's very weird. Well, I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. As for I the ad agency, Ogilvy, uh, specifically their subsidiary, David Madrid, which is not a person. Yeah, it's, it's a brand. It's a brand. It is positioned to look like a person, but it's a brand. Mm-hmm. They came up with this whole thing, and they said to a state, or in a statement to AdAge, this activation was meant to be a fun-spirited experiment on the platform using a new functionality. While it was well-received by the players we engaged oh, with, <laughs> we value and respect the recent feedback from the Twitch community. Yeah, everyone loved it, uh, So, but we're probably not going to do it again, but everyone Loved it. Yeah. No harm, no foul. And I would never admit fault because that <laughs> yeah. would breach the contract. Uh-huh. Uh, it does seem like, at least for now, this isn't something that other brands will be trying, thanks to the overwhelmingly negative response that it got, which is good. But this doesn't seem like the kind of thing that could eventually... It does seem. Oh, but this does seem like the kind of thing that could eventually manage to become normalized. And, yeah, that's scary to think about if you make online video content. Um, yeah. And it's also just... it's a, It's... I mean, it's scary because it, it could mean a lot less money for people making videos, but it's also, like, it's just fucking annoying. Can you, ima- like, like you said, imagine being a streamer in, like, the year 2050, and your your Streamlabs is just constant ads. Hey, just turn it off. You're getting, like, a dollar for it. Just turn it, boom, off. But you want it on there so that your fans can uh, have a reason to give you bits. Like, they're, they're hijacking a system that's meant to encourage fan interaction. Every time I stream, I say the same thing. Look. Don't spend your money. Jeff Bezos gives you one free Prime sub every month. Yeah. And if you don't use it on my channel, you're buying Jeff Bezos another yacht. It's true. So you steal from Jeff Bezos and you give it to me. He hit uh, $200 billion this week, by Not, the way. And that's your fault. <laughs> yeah. You had to Elliot's Twitch channel and my <laughs> Twitch channel and you give us those Prime subs. Should have used those Prime subs. Look what you've done. All he's buying with it is a fucking head wax. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need any more head wax. Yep. Uh, anyways, let's check in on two of this summer's big recurring tech sagas, Apple versus Epic Games and TikTok versus the United States of America. Now, first up, the fight between Apple and Epic over the App Store's 30% commission on all transactions. It continues to ramp up because Apple's response has been to not only ban Fortnite from the App Store, but also threaten to block Epic's access to Apple developer tools, which would essentially make it impossible to develop iOS and Mac games using Epic's Unreal Engine, which is one of the most popular engines to build games in. Uh, it's... Yeah, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. So understandably, this is a threat not just to Epic Games, but to many, many game developers, big and small. Yeah. Well, uh, one of Apple's oldest nemeses, Microsoft, has joined Team Epic. Hmm. The fight just keeps getting bigger. Uh, Microsoft's general manager of gaming developer experiences, Kevin Gamel, submitted an official letter to the court in support of Epic saying, quote... Apple's discontinuation of Epic's ability to develop and support Unreal Engine for iOS or macOS will harm game creators and gamers. Uh, His letter also described Unreal Engine as a, quote, critical technology for numerous game creators, including Microsoft, and said that the move to revoke Epic's access could, quote, harm already launched iOS and macOS games built on Unreal Engine. And what he's referring to there is the fact that existing games would not be able to develop updates and patches if they were built in Unreal. They're just stuck. No. Earlier this week, a judge agreed with Epic, at least for now, uh, that shutting down Epic's iOS and Mac OS developer accounts can't happen. That could still eventually happen, though, since this is just a temporary restraining order. But for now, quote, Epic Games and Apple are at liberty to litigate against each other, but their dispute should not create havoc to bystanders, referring to the gaming industry that depends on (laughs) Unreal Engine. Uh, Meanwhile, the judge sided with Apple on the issue of letting Fortnite back into the App Store, 
So that's just not happening. The judge wrote, The court finds that with respect to Epic Games' motion as to its games, including Fortnite, Epic Games has not yet demonstrated irreparable harm. The current predicament appears of its own making. And the, she, she's not wrong there. Yeah. I mean... And this is like, <laughs> if you consider, like, Epic going to bat for all developers, big and small, like, it's leaning more towards a win for everyone and not Epic and not Fortnite. Yeah. So, hey, hooray. So, yeah, the, ju- yeah, the judge basically gave all the other developers, the scared developers who were yeah. like, fuck, gave them what they wanted for now. Well, I hope that but, they uh, have an impartial judge who doesn't have any young children with iPhones and love Fortnite because then this could be a mistrial. Yeah. 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 A lot to consider. Yes, there is a lot to consider <laughs> there. So, yeah, that's where we're at currently with Epic versus Apple. Uh, it sounds like any actual legal proceedings won't be happening for a while, like six to ten months. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, Fortnite players on iOS and macOS who still have the game installed can continue to play, but because the game itself is no longer available on the App Store, they won't be getting any updates like the upcoming season or any further seasons beyond that. They'll also be siloed off from playing against anyone but other iOS and macOS players. Why couldn't Fortnite have done this uh, in the first season before they started ruining everything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back, back when I still had an okay chance at like doing okay in the game when it was just shoot and build. Now yeah. it's just... Every, every time I see video of like what Fortnite is today, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm even looking well, at. It's like Minecraft. It's like, at its core, Minecraft is the still, still the same game, but... Like, if you log in and, like, mess around, it's like, what am I even playing here? Yeah. People are out there building mansions with running water and, like, electricity. And I'm sitting here, like, stacking mud on top of yeah, itself. Yeah, someone built, like, Windows 95 inside. And it works. Minecraft. Like, I visit I, Disneyland in Minecraft that. all the time, and the rides work. Yeah. And the music synced. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it is cool. Yeah. But whatever. Looks like shit, though. <laughs> now, you can get mods to make it look a little bit better. Oh. But it still is all, RTX like, on. <laughs> God race, ray tracing. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's get to uh, TikTok news. It was pretty clear that when Donald Trump announced that TikTok would be banned in the U.S. unless it was sold to an American company, that one of the people who stood to gain a lot from this situation might be Mark Zuckerberg, who is the owner of Instagram, TikTok's biggest competitor. Hmm. Uh, now it turns out Mark Zuckerberg may have been the one to plant the idea in Trump's head to go after TikTok as aggressively as he has. From the Wall Street Journal... In a private dinner at the White House in late October, Zuckerberg made the case to President Donald Trump that the rise of Chinese internet companies threatens American business and should be a bigger concern than reigning in Facebook, some of the people said. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) of course, Mr. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg discussed TikTok specifically in meetings with several senators, according to people familiar with the meetings. In late October, Senator Tom Cotton, Republican of Arkansas, who met with Zuckerberg in September, and Senator Charles Schumer, Democrat of New York, wrote a letter to intelligence officials demanding an inquiry into TikTok. The government began a national security review of the company soon after, and by the spring, Trump began threatening to ban the app entirely. This month, he signed an executive order demanding that TikTok's Chinese owner, ByteDance Limited, divest itself of its U.S. operations. I mean, whatever. It's kind of brilliant in an evil Mark Zuckerberg type of way. Mm -hmm. Republican lawmakers are always outspoken about how Facebook has supposedly silenced conservative, silencing conservative voices. So it makes sense that the Zuck would use his private interactions with lawmakers to try and shift their crosshairs over to one of his competitors. Oh, that's very interesting, Senator. Well, you know what? While we're on the topic, Mm -hmm. let me tell you about a company called TikTok. If you think I'm bad, wait till I tell you about them. Honey, you should have seen it. A classic diversion. (laughs) 
<laughs> I really showed them. Yep. They loved my haircut. They said I looked at least 20 to 30 years mm -hmm. older. They respected me, damn it. Look at this man. He looks like Caesar. You know why his hair... Yeah, his hair... He does... Because he wants to be he like wants a Roman... He wants to look like a fucking yeah. Roman emperor. Yeah. Psycho shit. Uh, anyways, it seems to have worked, I guess. <laughs> yeah, good uh, job. Meanwhile, earlier this week, TikTok officially sued the Trump administration over his executive order. The lawsuit alleges that the order violates due process protections, uh, exceeds the scope of sanctions rules, and offers no evidence for its claims that TikTok is a national security threat. And they're not wrong. I mean, there's plenty of smoke, but no one's really found the fire. Mm -hmm. Like, at, at, we can't, we do know for a fact that it is a uh, data mining Gold mine, yes, uh, which is not great, but it's also not illegal. Yeah, it's, and uh, it's not out of the ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> Zuckerberg is literally shifting the focus away from his yeah. data mining operation. So, yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, as we keep reminding you, there aren't any good guys in these fights. And no. Epic, Apple, <laughs> Apple, Epic, and Apple, <laughs> Apple and Epic. Great. Uh, That's it. You just gave China a new name for their uh, biggest tech company yet. Yeah, what's uh, yeah. It's like Jin Yang in Silicon Valley just yes. coming up with knockoff products on the board. There you go. Yeah, Apple and Epic both suck. You don't have to like either of them. Trump and TikTok both suck. You don't have to like either of them. Mm -hmm. um, for TikTok, though, it does go beyond concerns about privacy. It's also cringe. And a recent TikTok trend may be the cringiest thing to ever happen on there. Uh, we're not sure that there's a specific name for it, but let's just call it the Holocaust Challenge because uh, it's pretty much what it is. And it's about as terrible and tone deaf as that name would imply. This is like fucking assignments that bad teachers would give you in high school. Yeah. Public. So pretend you're a slave owner. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like, we, we talk about those like every fucking Black History Month. Yeah. Some teacher does some just very ill-advised In order to get my students really in the mindset of uh, a Holocaust survivor, uh, we're going to not only bring one in, but we're going to get all dressed up for them. So yeah. when they get here, we can really relive what it was like for them. Yeah, so basically it's TikTok teens wearing makeup to look dirty and or emaciated like someone in a Nazi death camp and uh, role-playing as Holocaust victims describing how they died. Yeah. Uh, in a few cases, the scenario is like from the point of view of someone arriving in heaven and they're being welcomed by the TikToker Holocaust person and they ask them how they ended up there and they're like, oh, well, it was 1945 and my entire family was slaughtered in <laughs> Auschwitz. It's fucking weird. Yeah. It's bad. It's it, it's it's. It's bad in a way that, like, only teenagers with yeah. little life experience are capable of doing. Yeah, 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 because you, you would hope that they don't have any uh, yeah. bad intentions behind like, it. They're just so green in life yeah. that they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm really doing something here. It's not, I don't think it's malicious. I'm bringing <laughs> a lot of attention and awareness to the Holocaust. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's also, it's just, like, not the thing that TikTok needs right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're in the middle yeah, of this yeah. whole fucking thing, and it's like... We don't need a Holocaust-themed controversy I think on my, our platform. I think my favorite part is the idea that uh, when you go to heaven, you'll always look exactly how you died. Yeah. This is supposed to be heaven. Why am I emaciated and starving? Yeah. And the first person you meet in heaven is a, a Holocaust, Holocaust oh, yeah. survivor who uh, tells you just an awful story. Yeah. About How'd you get here? Uh, I ate too much and had a heart attack. Yeah. How about you? Oh, I died because the Germans gassed me. Oh, well, I feel bad already. Thanks yeah. for my first day in heaven. Heaven's just a big fucking <laughs> downer. Yeah, heaven's a bummer, dude. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone's down in hell just... <laughs> sick yeah. licks. Just having a big old hell. Yeah, everyone's, yeah, everyone's fucking uh, Jerry's wife. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, he finally fully resigned. 
Yeah, good. And, and his resignation thing, dude is always blasted, by the way. Yeah. Completely blasted these days. There's no way he's not drunk in any of these, because I've heard his audio from before. He's, and he's literally Danny McBride in The Righteous Gems. Oh, my God. If you haven't heard it, it is incredible. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm backing out. Man, the rumors <laughs> are true. Uh, you know, I feel like I, you know, I want to go out on top. I've done as much as I can. And then he goes, I always think, I think back, I've been thinking back a lot the last couple of days about Martin Luther King's speech. I have a dream. Oh my fucking God. And he's like, now I have a dream. Uh, I'm going to step back. Uh, and he starts like laughing about it. And then his wife is on, she's drunk too. They're probably like fucking someone in the background. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And again, no kink shaming, just hypocrisy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing, I don't think we mentioned it in the video about that, but, uh. He uh, fairly at one point he accidentally texted like a video of like his wife getting fucked to like the entire board of Liberty University. Just like everyone on the Liberty University board got an email. It's just fucking Jerry Falwell's wife getting railed by the pool boy. Nice. Oh my bad, that wasn't meant for you guys. Oh, please delete that. Well, one day it'll end up on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. Anyways, before we get to more news, it's time for a word from this week's sponsors, mm-hmm. starting with Stitch Fix. Don't you wish every clothing store you shopped at had only your size, what styles you like, and at the price you want? Well, Stitch Fix is a company focused on making that happen. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling company that makes getting the clothes you love effortless. It's a completely different way to shop. It's all about you every time. To get started, go to stitchfix.com newsday to set up your profile, and they'll deliver great looks personalized just for you in your colors, styles, and budget. You pay $20 for a styling fee for each fix, and that is credited towards anything you keep. You schedule at any time. There's no subscription required. Plus, shipping, returns, uh, and exchanges, they're always easy and free. Stitch Fix does all the hard work for you, making great style effortless for everybody, including men, women, and kids. Get started today at stitchfix.com newsday, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That is stitchfix.com newsday for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash Newsday. Again, they're going to get you stuff that you didn't even, you wouldn't have bought for yourself. That's what I like about it. Yeah, it's like having a personal shop. Exactly. And this episode is sponsored by Netgear. Mm. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling, and more? What about all at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling, and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of that house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Uh, Ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Well, you can find out what makes Netgear America's number one choice for Wi-Fi at netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. That is netgear.com slash best Wi-Fi. And this episode is sponsored by... Get out of here, Burger King! <laughs> get that donation out of here! It's gonna take more than $5 to get me to talk about Burger King. Yeah. You know what? Burger King fucking sucks. It's not good. Yeah. It's good in Europe, though, weirdly enough. The Burger King and the Dairy Queen need to just fuck off. Mm-hmm. Go re- retire on an no island No more somewhere. Burger King. Humanity He's... has progressed past the point of needing Burger King. He's creepy anyway with his little sneaks. Yeah. Yeah, this is an intentionally creepy mascot. I'm mm-hmm. still not sure what they're going for with that, but it's been like 10 years, and I guess I guess it worked. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, back to the news now. It's corona time, and uh, things, of course, are still very bad in this country, mm. pandemic-wise. Uh, for example, one of the universities that decided to go ahead with in-person classes recently, the University of Alabama, reported more than 560 positive cases of COVID-19 across its campuses less than a week into the semester. Roll Tide. 
But also, they refuse to close because the city of Tuscaloosa's economy is so dependent on the university's 38,000 students. But also, that economy is still taking a hit, regardless, because the outbreak has caused the city to shut down all bars for two weeks, as if that will make much of a dent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, kids do like to get drunk, though. They do. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, professors are being told specifically not to notify students if a classmate that they've been sitting near has tested positive. So, yeah, things are off to a great start at the University of Alabama, along with you know, many of the other universities that are doing the same thing. There was one Very in, uh, exciting. I think it was North Carolina. Yeah, UNC. Where they, they, uh, it's they, been a clusterfuck there. That's exactly what the headline was, the school paper, clusterfuck. Well, they, like, UNC, I think, like, the students were all supposed to get tested before even coming back. But, mm-hmm. like, even the system they had set up to do that, like, was just broken. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... Like, it, it was, like, literally, like, you, there was a drop-down menu for which state you were from and there were states missing. It was like, yeah. that kind of shit. Just, but like, like, amateur. They were getting, apparently, like, alerts. But alerts were coming in, like, so frequently with, like, different, like, mm-hmm. dorm area names and stuff on it that people were just like, what are we even doing here? Yeah, why are we here? <laughs> yeah. This seems ill-advised. Yeah. But, hey, uh, this could all be over in the next few months, right? Because President Trump is reportedly considering fast-tracking an experimental COVID vaccine for before the election in November, because, of course, he is. He needs that. Uh, According to the Financial Times, whose article is behind a big old paywall, uh, the Trump administration wants to award, quote, emergency use authorization to a vaccine being developed in the UK by pharma company AstraZeneca. This would allow them to skip the usual steps where you make sure the vaccine actually works. And it's (laughs) a pretty important step. uh, It's part of a plan Trump has had in place since May called Operation Warp Speed. Uh, with the goal of having a vaccine available at the beginning of October. And I I might be wrong, but I feel like he's going to say something tomorrow night. I, th- I feel like he's going to be like, Folks, we got a vaccine. And it's all under, under your chairs. Look under your chairs. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and put that in the jugular. Uh-huh. No, not the jugular. Sir. No, no, do, do whatever you want with it. It's fine. Yeah, so uh, October is, of course, uh, fast approaching. Yeah, like, what, 40 days or something? Yeah, and uh, Donald would... Clearly, he'd very much like there to be a vaccine ready for everyone to take by then, regardless of how ready for mass consumption the actual vaccine itself is. We all want to have a good Halloween, don't we, folks? Mm -hmm. In a tweet last Saturday, he wrote, The deep state, or whoever over at the FDA, is making it very difficult for drug companies to get people in order to test the vaccines and therapeutics. Obviously, they are hoping to delay the answer until after November 3rd. Must focus on speed and saving lives. So, um... Cool. Anyway, yeah, we might have a vaccine in a little over a month from now. Um, Or we might have a useless shot that gives everyone a false sense of security and makes the pandemic even worse and just creates a general sense of distrust among the people over the vaccines. Or is, uh, you know, if if it works, I guarantee I'm calling it right now. If this vaccine is somehow not a dud. We're not getting any of them here in California. New York's not getting any of them. Yeah. You guys are on your own. Yeah, they're sending that shit to... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Are the redwoods burning? Yeah. I didn't hear a, I didn't hear a please and thank like, you. It lines up with everything else this fucking petty son of a bitch does. It's yeah, like, no, it's he just only like, cares about states that are going to help him win in November. Anyone else can get fucked. Yeah. So, yeah, if you live in, like, Wisconsin, congratulations. You're first on the list for the vaccine. The vaccine's placebo. I want the placebo. I give me the placebo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might. It might be too. It might be just like, oh, we've got to fucking turn the economy around and get everyone out there if they think that they're safe. Like, whatever. it's gonna be if if the vaccine is a dud and everyone takes it and just everything goes fully back to normal. 
especially in cities like L.A. and New York, mm-hmm. we're fucked. That is that is bad. Yeah, but we're fucked anyway. <laughs> it, yeah, it's <laughs> all the world's it's fucked. It's fucked regardless. Everything's fucked. The country's fucked. fucked. Everything's fucked. Yeah, yeah. It's let's ride this hell train into the center of the earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not I'm, I'm I'm speaking out of turn here. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to go off the rails like that on a crazy train. In the meantime, the CDC changed its guidelines on whether people exposed to the virus should get tested, saying that unless a person is already showing symptoms, they shouldn't bother getting tested. Which isn't completely without merit, since if you get tested immediately after being around a sick person, the test might not detect it, even though you have, in fact, been infected. But on the other hand, people absolutely can spread the virus during the asymptomatic stage before the onset of symptoms. So the idea that people who know that they've been exposed to the virus shouldn't get tested at all until they start feeling sick. It kind of seems like bad advice. Yeah, seems really bad. Also, it seems like a way to uh, arbitrarily push down the uh, confirmed numbers. Yeah, that's uh, that, 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 that makes sense as well. Mm. We need to slow down the testing. The numbers are high because we're testing so much. Yeah. Yeah, and according to one unnamed CDC official, uh, this change in guidelines came from the Trump administration. Probably saying what I exactly what I just said. Slow down the testing. And uh, yeah, if that's true, it's unclear the logic behind it. Is. The logic behind the slow down the testing thing has always been uh, a bit flawed, but whatever. The man has gone out publicly hundreds of times at this point and said that the reason the numbers we're are so testing high too much. is because we're testing too much. Yeah, he's, he's really hung up on that. Yeah. Uh, also, something interesting about this change is that uh, according to Dr. Anthony Fauci, the, you know, the leading expert on... In infectious diseases in this country. Uh, this decision was made while he was away. He was at the hospital having surgery. He said, quote, I was under general anesthesia in the operating room and it was not part of any discussion or deliberation regarding the new testing recommendations. I am concerned about the interpretation of these recommendations and worried it will give people the incorrect assumption that asymptomatic spread is not of great concern. In fact, it is. So you're telling me, you are telling me and them, you, that just so happened that doc, the, the country's leading epidemiologist... Just happened to, he had to call in sick this one day. And, for, and he had to go under. Oh, it's too bad he's gone. He's, he's literally And they made the decision on that day? But, you know, we're here, so let's... You know, we can, we can still work. We that can still lazy, get some shit done. That, where's Fauci? That lazy son of a bitch. He's, you know, he's <laughs> missed a lot of days in the past couple of weeks. Let's just go on without let's him. Let's go on without him. I'm sure he'll be fine with whatever we do, like, such as uh, maybe tell people to not get tested, <laughs> even, even if they've literally been within, like, coughing distance of someone. Are you sure? Maybe we can give Fauci a call. No, 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 no. He won't answer. He's been a real dick lately. Yeah, he's under anesthesia. Probably probably looks like that David after dentist. Yeah, yeah. Don't bother. You know, he says that, but I, we've seen him do whippets at his desk. He's not all there. These fucking people. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, ba- ba- uh, 4 p.m. on Friday, Bill yeah, and Ted. The Bill and Ted movie. We're watching the new Bill and Ted face the yes. music. So uh, we're going to start the stream at 4 p.m. We're going to give people some time to file in, and then uh, we'll have a link to where you can rent the movie if you want to watch it along with us. And then we're going to watch it. Yeah, together. And then we're going to watch it all together. We're going to have a great time. Really uh, disconnect from reality for 90 minutes yeah. and uh, try to enjoy it. And I've heard, it's a, I, I've heard that it's like a good movie for doing that because it's not like... A, it's not like overly negative or anything like that. It's just uh, people in there coming to terms with maybe their rock and roll didn't save the world. Yeah. Which is maybe something we need right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little sugar-coated truth. I'll take anything. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> anything to pry anything, me away from reality. Anything but New Mutants. 
Yeah. And we'll get into that on News Dump uh, because there's some fun reasons why that's getting shit out. The director of that movie is sabotaging his project. It's it's amazing. No. Uh, well, Disney's sabotaging it. We'll uh, get yeah, into it. We'll get into it. Anyway. Uh, 4 p.m. Friday. Uh, there's going to be a link up uh, sometime tomorrow or well, on Thursday. Uh, it's where you can uh, set a reminder. So yeah. stay tuned for that. And uh, watch these recent videos if you... If you haven't already, Jerry Falwell's a cuck? Weird. Cuckold. Yes, he is. Conservative Christian cuckold. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. See ya.